0: Well, I've had a couple missed opportunities the past few weeks. I, I have to apologize, folks. I'm I'm a bad podcaster. Oh, don't say that right. Well, you know, we, we just passed April Fool's, right?
1: Oh. Oh, that did. We did pass
0: April Fool's. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer during the pandemic, don't don't create an April Fool's joke. It's too much for people. It's too much for me. I used to like coming up with, with jokes. Nothing too serious. Nothing that would cause anyone, you know, have a coronary. But, uh... I sh- I should have released the interview with with our two comedian friends on April Fool's Day, and and made it an April Fool's theme. I fucked that up. My second mistake was not calling myself Shamrock Snake during the month of March. Mm. That would have been good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just I have to admit some of my transgressions.
1: Are we airing it out? Are we? are letting out our, our failures as podcasters.
0: Yeah, and honestly, that's really what April Fool's Day is all about, isn't it? Atoning. Right. <laughs> April, April yeah. Atonement Day. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that's April 2nd is Atonement Day, right?
2: To make oh. up for all the fools you did. Well, speaking of atoning on April 2nd, mm-hmm. uh, I saw something on the internet this week. that So on April Fool's Day, uh, this, this person was posting on the internet. So they came in, and their boss told them they were fired. Oh. So they were like, (laughs) That's a bad joke if that's a joke. So they went, packed up all their shit, went home. And like two hours later, their boss come and asked them where they were. And they're like, You fired me. He's like, Oh, that was an April Fool's joke. Mm. So yeah, bad joke. Yeah. So they called HR and complained. Person got a promotion, gets more money, boss fired. Really? April (laughs) Fool. So April 2nd Atonement don't jokingly fire people that work for you. Don't create a fool around anyone's life or livelihood. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just make
0: that a base rule, okay? Yeah. This, was a, this is this a very somber, <laughs> cold open. Well, I I got another one here. I thought I was being fooled the other day. I so yesterday, I, let me tell you, I had I I had a rough day. It was a pretty rough day,
1: and and it was a good day. Are but we gonna edit in Daniel Powder's bad day over this? We can if you want. <laughs>
0: But um, I'm, I'm running around, you know, uh, going back and forth to the hard, hardware store. I put a new vanity in our bathroom, and it was it was a little more than than I had expected because obviously that's how things go, right? Mm. Oh, I, sh- I should change this while I'm in there, that type of thing. While you're in there. Well, anyway, I, I get done about 9 at night, and I'm like, well, what, what's open? I think kitchens are closed, and I don't want to go out anywhere. Let's get some fast food. I think about what I want. All I can think about is the Mighty Taco Apple Empanada. I'm like, I want that, so I'll get I'll get one of their garbage fucking tacos too. Drive all the way up there, get get to the intercom, read the menu, and it says hand pies. It no longer says empanadas, this is hand pies. And I'm like, what the fuck? is this like a politically correct thing? What's going
1: on here? It hand? sounds less politically correct, by the way. Right. It sounds vaguely <laughs> sexual. Yeah, hand pies. Right. So that's right, a throwback to high school. <laughs>
0: So I said, screw it. I ordered my my super mighties, and I'm like, can I have an apple and empanada? And they're like, we don't have those anymore. Operative word being anymore, right? Immediately, I'm like, well, I'll try a hand pie. Let's see how it goes. I don't know what I'm getting here. And I get a boxed garbage, like 50-cent apple pie that you would get at a grocery store, where they probably charge me $2 for it. I'm very disappointed. I'm pissed. I go on Twitter. I write a, a, a... not not a disrespectful tweet but an angry tweet at mighty taco and i'm like you took the hot beautiful delicious classic beloved empanada and replaced it with this cheap garbage piece of shit you ought to be ashamed of yourself Mm -hmm. that's some fucking nerve mighty taco well about 10 minutes go by and my my dear sweet wife did a little research on the Mighty Taco Twitter account for me and said, found a tweet that said that there was a supply chain issue and it's only temporary, much Does, to my relief. Because I was literally, I was tossing and turning in bed. It was that late at night at that point. I, I could not sleep.
1: Thanks, Brandon.
0: Yeah, thanks, Brandon.
2: Right, thanks. Yeah, it, but because all they have to do is, is you know, because it's a sexual thing, they just can find anybody to give hand pies out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So there's, square, there's
2: no supply chain issue. Square listeners, fear not. The apple and empanada will will, will be back. Right. They just the, for the ham pies. They just recruited drunk people at the Italian festival to give them.
0: I was so pissed. I could literally think of no other reason to go to Mighty Taco at that point.
2: I'm like, why? Why bother? The only only thing I think of Mighty Taco now, and I just found this up because this last week on lunch I ran to Mighty Taco because there was like nothing else around. Ran right. to
1: Mighty Taco and ran to the toilet.
2: It, and uh, but. The Mighty Tacos sell beer now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was shocked at how reasonable their beer beer prices were. It's not bad. Like,
1: the, like, like a LeBlanc Blue was like three dollars. What I want to know is, do the the gas station Mighty Taco drive-throughs also sell beer? Oh, that's a good.
2: Question. Like the one on like Abbott in South Buffalo. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a good question. I, I I I found a workaround. Fuck you, New York State. All right it 's interesting the thought that crossed my mind
0: is they put all they, i think they I, I felt like they went all in on this beer thing, and maybe they were it was so low margin for them because they were charging so little that oh we 'll cut corners with the empanadas no one's going to notice well baby I noticed yeah until then,
1: hand pies for all. <laughs> Welcome
2: back
0: to the square. I'm very passionate about this kind of shit. Oh, I'm also, we talked about this before. The roll-up-the-rim rim thing? Yeah. Where it wasn't... it wasn't, Which a, also
1: sounds vaguely sexual.
0: Yeah, right. It, <laughs> it wasn't a sanitary issue until the pandemic, and now and are like, oh, it's a sanitary... No. no, they just didn't want to pay for the special cups anymore. Right. Now you gotta use this fucking app, and it's all bullshit. Oh, yeah. It, I, hate I hate it. I hate it. I'll never, I'll never fucking do that again.
2: Yeah, no. Until it's on the rim again. No, it's... uh What I do is... uh I First of all, I don't go to Tim Hortons very much, because mm-hmm. just like M- Mighty right. Taco, it's trash. Sure. Um... But uh, what, I, what I do do is if I get roll up the rim and they're like, oh, download our app and scan this QR code, oh, is instead I take the cups back and I start a fire in their parking lot.
1: Anything where I don't have a physical object anymore, like the McDonald's pieces for Monopoly yeah, or, or the pop bottles where you'd unscrew the cap and it, it would say that you're a winner. Right. right? I, yeah I don't want to now go they give to a, you a website
0: you
2: yeah, go on the website Fuck you but my favorite uh pop bottle cap like thing used to be uh for March Madness it was my mountain Dew and like you would take the cap and you would just there would be a name of a college underneath there and if they won the national title you won some prize from Mountain Dew hell yeah so like but like yeah even like this was like I was like 14 or 15 when they did this. And even then, like, you know, I was paying attention to college sports a bit. So, like, sure, like, maybe I I opened up in North Carolina. I was like, hell yeah, this is amazing. But then, like, you'd get, like, Southwest, like, Arkansas State. And you're like, this school doesn't have a fucking chance of even making the tournament. (laughs) Like, I can't believe they wasted the ink printing this cap.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, we... You know we're a little loosey goosey this week. we we were all tense. We were like coiled up, and now we're 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 loose. Mm-hmm. We're loose. I feel loose in that's, the shoulders. It's all the hand pies. It's all the hand pies, you know. But I'm, I'm we're shaking it shaking not it off. My hand pie, not Ryan's hand pie, not no. Snake's hand pie. Yeah. By the way, uh, in case you forgot who we were, even though you may or may not listen to us every week. If you do, we love you. If you don't, welcome. I'm Re, Jim, Shamrock Snake, Shamrock Snake. <laughs> Gym, right, are you going to be? What's a, what's a good? Well, we'll we'll as we get closer to Dingus Day, we'll we'll figure out a good Dingus oh, Day nickname yeah, for you. I to think about that one. But anyway, we are the Square, the Square Podcast. We uh, what do we do here, boys? We talk about we talk about the news. We get mad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, drink beer. We drink beer. We we eat food occasionally. This week we have a lovely charcuterie spread mm-hmm. in front of us, mm-hmm. uh, prepared by Snake. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if you are if you are concerned that we are not eating well, don't don't you worry. Yeah. We no, we're big boys, right? If you look at me, I'm definitely not malnourished. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we're we're eating well here. We're also putting in the work. We put in the work here because we love you. Because we love, frankly, the love of the pod. You know, the love of the game. We are we're, we're there. We're there. We're we're grind set. Okay, podcast grind set, and that's us. We are. Locked in doing it. So if you like what you hear and you like supporting, if you if you have podcast grind set yourself, if you're one of those alphas or I think Sigma now is the, the cool one.
0: Sigma's the cool
1: one. Sigma's the cool one. If you have Sigma podcast grind set. Alphas grindset, are a
0: bunch of whiners. Right.
1: Yeah, Alpha. You're a beta male Sonic. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're a beta male Sonic. If you are a Sigma grind set podcast supporter, you can support us both by listening to the show, which you're, again, already doing, I assume, but also giving us money. That is the number one way to support us, is to give us money. And if you are doing it now, well, keep doing it. If you'd like to do it and you haven't started yet, you can go to our Patreon. We are... Uh Patreon.com, is it the square podcast right?
0: Yeah, and I just like to play to everyone's emotions who's listening right now. We had our comedian friends Jen Orr and Rick Matthews on last week and they and they and they cleaned our, our beer fridge out. Right. We really we really need to update Patreon dollars, folks. We we need we're begging beer money.
1: hat in hand, we're coming to you and saying we need beer money and we need we need more money for charcuterie and right. we, yes. we can't do this unless you people feed us. And this is a, this is this is the only food that I eat all week. Mm-hmm. Is when I come over to the snake pit, and I, I'm sustained <laughs> off of this. So, frankly, you're putting food in my mouth, and you know the ability for us to have uh, great guests. And, and why and is that, re Is because the rent's too damn high. The rent is too goddamn high. But yes, if please support us on Patreon if you like what you listen to. Also, if you want to talk to other beautiful, beautifully minded, like like minded, good people. Join our Discord where it's it's rolling, baby. I love the Discord, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Discord's worked out pretty well so far. Yeah, we definitely poach a lot of stuff that we talk about on News of the Week from the Discord. Spoiler: uh, We also just have really cool people who, you know, want to keep us updated, keep each other updated about what's going on in the community. Or I, I've definitely found some cool bands. I think Nagel mm-hmm. shared a few bands. I'm like, holy shit, these are these are pretty good. So at some point, I'd like to get some of them on just to promote yeah. them to be to be honest with you um so join our discord
0: speaking of hot real estate though there there, there was some real estate that was very hot this past friday and that was seats in key big center and, wh- right. and why was that
2: it was uh the, it was the, it was maybe the most important night in sports in buffalo history yeah it was it was rj night at the Sabres game.
1: I was waiting for Jim to make a joke.
2: No, no, he was, no, I'm going, seriously. I'm going serious. Like, I'm genuine not, here. not making a joke about RJ. Oh boy. But the emotions were flying. Yeah. Friday night. Weren't they? I mean, look, I didn't cry, but I, my eyes definitely well, welled up a couple of times. Yeah. It, it was, it was a hard one. I mean, like look and, ha- and have a win like that. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm 42 He's been doing these for 51 fucking years. Like, literally every Sabres memory I have involves Rick Jennerette. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I've been watching the Sabres pretty regularly for a lot, you know, like, since I was, like, 11 or 12. So for, like, 30 years, my one constant and, like, the one sports team that I've pretty much never given up on, even though I, I probably should have about 30 years ago. Hmm. Uh, it, it is Rick Jenneret. And the thing about him is,
0: every, people will call him the voice of the Sabres. They'll say, no, no, who was who it before him? Ted Darling? Or yeah. Like, yeah. And he'll say, no, that's who it is. I don't think so. No. It's got to be RJ. Right. And who can
2: replace him? I I, I hope they just have one of those self scanners from Tops to do the <laughs> broadcast from <that> now on. <laughs> the guy who was doing it that night, that
0: Friday night. Yeah. You could tell he was trying to get a little more creative. He he was like he was feeling it that night, yeah. and he was not as good. No, there were a few zingers he tried to fit in there.
1: The one thing I will say about that, because I certainly share your sentiments, guys, that Rick Jennerette is the voice of hockey for me. Frankly, the voice of sports, yeah. if I'm being serious, because I don't know John Murphy with the Bills might be close, but there's really nobody like Rick Jennerette. And to me, I think the most compelling thing is and again we're not the we're not the sports podcast but look this is a big thing it's in cultural the, it's a cultural thing we're not going to talk about the fucking sabers like line changes or anything right, i don't right. give a shit about that they won the game that's cool mm-hmm. but it was more of hey this is a moment that we all experienced whether you're at the arena or you're watching it at home um to me though it's that there is a passion for Hockey in this town, there's a passion. There's there's a sports passion, obviously. We've seen it with the Bills the last mm-hmm. few years. In spite of everything that has been done by the Pagoulas for this franchise, for this hockey franchise, there is that palpable longing for it to be back. Mm-hmm. And even just to get a taste of it, even just to... In a game that really had no relevance, the Sabres... <sighs> Uh, unless something fucking insane happens, are not going to make the playoffs. It wasn't about that. It was to celebrate part of our community, part of ourselves. It was both a mourning and a celebration mm-hmm. of a life and of our, our our own sense of connection to each other through through sports.
2: I... I would argue, like, yes, yes, they've been playing better, and they've been fun to watch basically all year, especially the second oh, half yeah. year, as they learn to get better. Yeah. They but had I, that low with
0: injuries where it kind of sucked, but that was injuries, right? Right.
2: But I would argue, like, if they were just retiring some former player's number this week... It wouldn't have sold out. It would not have sold out. It wouldn't have been as monumental as... Like, Rick Jenner, like, if you are a Sabres fan or ever were a Sabres fan, if you ever l- listened to hockey in Buffalo... This guy touched you, like like he had import on your life. Who knows if that ever happen again? Like it's like a fifty one year career is crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially all the one liners he had, the memorable right. sayings. Oh my god, mm-hmm. who's going to come up with that anymore? Yeah, I mean, you well, know, like culturally, I don't know if, if if society can produce someone like him anymore.
2: I just don't know. I just I would be surprised if a market like Buffalo, even if somebody did get, become a broadcaster for fifty years. If somebody could sign somebody when they're young who's that good would stay in a market as small as mm-hmm. Buffalo for 50 right. years again. I
1: don't right. know that that would happen. Right. Well, thank you, uh, Rick Generate, for for being great, for being, again, my voice of sports in my head. Now The voice of sports for me is Jim Nance. Jim Nance? Jim Nance. <laughs> Joe
2: Buck, <laughs> Jim, get out of here, Jim, Jim, Jim Nance, yeah. just turning to Boomer Size and with a, a homemade <laughs> CBS sports coat, saying, "Best friends, right?"
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, moving on, moving on. So, oh, I guess we're in the wide world of sports. Right, well, we're yeah. the sports podcast we're, to, for these two minutes. For these, well, it's been more than two minutes, but we're still we're still in the world. We're in the the galaxy of sports here. How about our beloved? Minor league baseball team. They're back. They're yep. back.
2: Season starts this week. One o'clock afternoon game is their uh, home opener. Root,
1: root, root for the bisons.
2: Well, look. I mean, I, I if I don't give a shit about how the bisons generally do. Really, like I hope they win when I go. Mm-hmm. But it's I it's great to see a prospect, right? Right. Yeah. I'm never vested in the playoff race for minor league baseball. What are you vested in when you go to a ball game? Uh, drinking. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And hanging out. <laughs> yes. And my league baseball yeah. is amazing. Baseball yeah. is baseball is one of my favorite sports, if maybe not my favorite sport, to go and see live. Because, you, yes, you're going to spend three and a half hours there, but you can basically, like, at any given point, take like 45 minutes off watching the game, and it oh, doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, yeah.
0: So one of the new things this season, they have an app for you to order your, order your concessions. And I'm like, why, do, why does everything have to be an app now? Why can't you just go up like a normal fucking person,
2: wait in line, like... What what was the inconvenience there? Especially, You're still going to have to wait, right? Especially at a Bison's game where Seriously. there's not that much attendance other than last year when the Blue Jays were there and there was yeah. a major league team playing in Buffalo. I don't like all this app ordering
0: because I feel like it it fucks with the workers workflow. I think it's just an added stressor to their Yeah.
2: Well, play. and but also I don't want to download your shitty app.
0: No. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't need <laughs> another app on my right.
1: You know, like how much money are the is the Jacobs family getting off of this? Who's to say? Who's to say? Well, yeah. So we'll be excited to attend Bison's games and listeners. If you're there and we see you, uh, say hey. Or if you're weird, don't even look. Yeah, at us. no, and, and uh, do not even talk to you. And if, you're, and fucking if weird. you're, if
2: what we should do is, if you're on the Discord, or if you're not on Discord, get on the Discord. Yeah. and let's let's plan a a, a square pod outing to yeah. a bison's game obviously not in april because it's gonna be like 40 right i mean yeah, although wait till may the the best bison's performance i ever saw in my entire life was an april game i went with americorps when i was in americorps because it was you know it's a cheap thing to do is go to a bison's game and i went to the game r.a dickey his very first hitter get a single oh, shit. and then he got the very next the next 27 people out in a row oh that's awesome so he was like almost perfect, almost perfect, like not even a no hitter, but almost perfect. He saw 28 hit batters and he got 27 out in a row. That's wild. That's wild. And we kind of didn't realize what was going on until like the sixth inning or like, <laughs> wait a second, like none
1: of these guys, like nothing's happening for the other team. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're still in sports land, I guess. I'm going to skip over that third item there. We're going to go right to the stadium stuff. Yes. Oh, boy. Stadium. They're, they're building it. New stadium. Here's fucking eight hundred and fifty million dollars. That uh that is going to go towards this endeavor. Now, uh friend of the pro- well, one one of our friends of the pod who I, I won't name, but has said that this isn't so bad of a deal as it looks on paper. Um it mm. it's yes, yes, it's a it's a fuck ton of money. Yes, the Pagulas are pretty much selfish fucking hogs for mm. taking all of this public money, but it's not as bad as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I know a lot of people are incensed about the stadium. I get it. I'm actually, I, I am one of them insofar as I think it's absurd for public money of this magnitude to go towards a fucking private business to build a stadium to make even more money. Well, that's my point is that
2: it's, it, it's a demonstrated profit model that's like getting them a bunch of money uh, that, and that we're, they're going to get a bunch of money that's not going to provide any kind of public good other than like whatever, I guess, general good feeling you have about having the, the bills in Buffalo. It's different than when, say, the federal government gives a amount of money like this to a pharmaceutical company for doing research. They're like because maybe they figure out how to cure cancer or maybe they have enough scientists on hand that when we have a pandemic within six months, they can come up with a vaccine. Right. Like. So there's there's a genuine genuine public good there. This is just, I mean, they're gonna get their. This is just a way for them to make more money, and yeah, they are. They're just getting a a gift from the government when they could have got a loan. Like I did see somebody online like point out they're like do, like just because like the the Pagulas have six billion dollars doesn't mean they have that, that in liquid funds. They can't mm-hmm. just pay for this. I was like. No, I don't think anybody believes that, that that's the case, how it works. Like, just because, like... I don't know, he sold an oil field and bought the bills, so... I mean, maybe, he, maybe he could have
0: that much money yeah. liquid. Can we talk about the second most important event that happened Friday night is the crowd booing the Pagulas? <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget about that. Right, right, right. Yeah. There's a lot of pent-up rage
2: there Yeah, it's for it's, many reasons. It's, people would cheer Gary Bettman over the Pagoulas <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> I, I just can't... Again, the deal itself, way of the world, where the public is pretty much held hostage by the NFL and by these massive uh, sports leagues. I get it. It wasn't so bad of a deal because I do think now, um, what did Poland, Carts, uh, Poland, Poland, Carts, Poland Cars tweet out that they no longer have to pay? Is it upkeep costs? It's something well, to the tune of $7 million a year okay, in Erie County? Okay.
2: The, the county doesn't, but the state's taking it over. Sure. So, like, that's that's kind of a nonsense thing. Like, that's, you know, one hand doesn't care what the other hand is doing. Like, it's still taxpayers paying for it. It's just, instead of coming out of a county pool, it's being spread across the entire state. So, like, it'll, it'll save an in, the individual money in Erie County, uh, but, you know, that's because somebody in fucking Yonkers has to help pay for it now.
1: Well, and it's funny you mentioned that, Jim, because it's resonating throughout the state. The sentiment that, hey, this is Buffalo Billions part two. Mm -hmm. This is public funds, again, going to a speculative private company. Now, granted, when I say speculative, I don't mean that the NFL is a speculative property, like that they're going to go bankrupt or something like some of the Buffalo Billions companies did. But... Just that these funds are going with a hope, wish, and a prayer to a private company. Maybe that money comes back to the state of New York in some way or to the residents of Erie County. Like maybe that money, we see some of that in profit and revenue back to us. Likely not, though. Right. Likely uh,
2: not. And the other, the, the Buffalo Billion stuff was the intention, how well it did. Uh, you can just ask Rob Galbraith, but the intention was to to create long-term jobs and economic development for Erie County and the city of Buffalo. The jobs that a stadium construction is going to, like there's going to be a lot of jobs for two and a half years while they're building a stadium. And then there's going to be no jobs. Kathy
0: Hochul's argument is, what about all the beer and wings they sell on game days?
2: Oh. <laughs> you, you don't think people would be doing that anyway? Right, yeah. Bills are no bills. Right, right, like, they if, wouldn't be watching football anyway. Right, if the Bills moved out of Buffalo, I'll suddenly everybody's a fucking vegan? That's right. Get the fuck out of here, yeah, Kathy yeah, Hochul. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and Kathy Hochul was likely very much in a compromising position with her election coming up this fall there's no way around it she pretty much had to make nice with the buffalo bills to get the stadium deal done without much public jostling it just needed to get done so but i hear i have a problem with that because i
2: hear that argument all the time so i looked into it cities that lost teams nobody lost their fucking elections afterwards People didn't punish the elected officials when those when And, those, and they've you, gotten
0: settlements from the NFL and right? like those same teams Lewis. left
2: those markets, nobody lost their fucking elections. Right. So all these politicians who are falling for this line like you're gonna to get to be punished by the by the electorate if you let the bills leave. You would be the first ones
1: fucking ever if that actually happened. Mm-hmm. I I hear you. I, I think that's mostly true. Context matters for me. In so in so much as Kathy Hochul being the governor from Western New York, not being elected. Like, yeah, she was elected Lieutenant governor, but she was not elected governor previously. She needs, she needs Western, she needs upstate and Western New York support more than any, any other government, uh, any other governor candidate, I should say. Um, I think she did need it and maybe she wouldn't have been punished. I, I disagree. I think it really would have hurt her in the fall. Now, granted, the Democrat is going to win anyway. Well, that's the thing: is that right? Maybe it would hurt her in the fall, but it's
2: definitely it was, giving this money away to Buffalo and giving it to billionaires. Almost certainly, is going to hurt her in June. Yeah, and she, she has to get like I. She's acting as though she has no primary, and, and it's going to just she's going to fly through. Look, there, she's going to have a chance. Like Sawazi isn't no isn't, isn't nobody. Jamani Williams isn't nobody and Correct. they're going to capitalize on her current weakness that you know we'll get to in a second but you know this is not polling well across the state no in and fact think, in fact if you get outside of Erie County
1: like even like Niagara County, Genesee County it's should, about 50-50 here yeah so that's not great no you're right and to your point there jim so there was recently a poll done by <laughs> big dog woof woof Right, big dog uh, strategy or media, yeah. right? Whatever uh, fucking but, uh, well, shit they it call was, themselves.
2: It was done by Coefficient for Big Dog. You, if you, if Coefficient sound like rings a bell to you, they were the ones doing the suspect polling in the mayor's race. But at that point, they weren't saying who was paying for their polling. Hmm. It was probably Big Dog.
1: So Coefficient and Big Dog, not. Quite the sources you may really want to trust for these things. However, however, there is some sentiment out there. They they ran a poll where I can't remember the numbers. It was it was a not it was not small margin of people throughout the state of New York. I think they pulled were pretty pissed off about Hochul giving all this money to the across bills. political spectrums. Yes. But it was worse
2: for her for Democrats than it was for independents or Republicans. Yes. Yes. Uh, So uh, and so Chris Grant's in it and a big dog, obviously, because, you know, they're Republican consultants. So they want to take the bite of the apple from both sides. So as the same day that this he's in the New York Post talking about how this is a bad political issue for Kathy Hochul and it's going to affect her in November. You had big dog employee Stefan Mahailu on his social media (laughs) saying that New York City liberals want to take the bills away from you. Yeah getting from getting it from both sides. What on, what was funny though, and again this gets back to like how it's even not that popular in Erie County is on Stefan's socials, I would say like 85 to 90% of the comments where people like just let them leave. This is we sh- they, we should not be spending money on this. Right. Well, uh one of the
0: most egregious things of this whole process was how how are we going to get the money to pay for this? And what happened last weekend was that there was this, we talked about this a few weeks ago, there's there this pool of money that was being held by the Seneca Nation, um, nothing, it was in limbo, and Kathy Hochul decided to cut off the funds, people's accounts, not just the officials who were responsible for these, but for the entire Seneca Nation. Right. Which was is... Pr- particularly egregious, and it makes me sick, honestly.
2: Yeah, it's, 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 it's not getting enough press, and she would never try this for literally any other group. Like... If, it could happen to any other group, though. Right. But, like, that's a problem. Because the Senecas hadn't given their disbursement to the state yet, so she got them to freeze the assets for not just the organization that owed the money, but all the members of the Seneca tribe. It's kind of akin to if, say, you worked for a large bank or insurance company and they owed the state a bunch of money. And the state said, what we're going to do is freeze their assets, plus that of all of your employees. Yep, yep. <laughs> Not not great. I mean, you're like... Not okay, a great look. Right. I mean, like, sh- okay, sure, like, the Seneca's owed you $600 million, and apparently they were able to just turn around and, like, write a check. Mm-hmm. But those residents of the reservation, like... Those people had to go days without access to their funds. Yeah, could you imagine as a just as a general person, if like somebody just cut off access to your money for a couple of days,
1: how would you be able to survive? Well, especially too in those communities that uh, you know are, are historically not very well to do. Quite right, frankly. not very well to do, very underserved. Yes, and generally
2: in places where it's not easy or, or simple to get. Regular resources. There's not banks around, so you can't t- to pull your money. If you knew this was coming, if you got any kind of heads up, uh, but also like, you know, what if you need bread? What if you need egg? Like, there's not grocery stores on reservations. Right. I mean, they make it. Their lives are very difficult, and and it's made that way intentionally. And the state just, you know, basically said, "Fuck you guys," even more. Yep.
1: Yeah, it was basically just a way to say, you know, look, look who's boss around here. Right. Ultimately. Kathy Hogle won't be getting
0: my vote in any way. If she loses the primary, I'm going to write someone else in. Fuck that.
1: Well, that pissed me off. The poll, by the way, the poll that big dog ran, it was 55% of registered voters in New York were unhappy with the, uh, yeah, a majority of likely voters opposed having New York put up $850 million in taxpayer subsidies. Um, 55% of likely voters disapproved of the stadium deal while only 22% approved. Now, Will this be something that Kathy Hochul will get hammered on? Probably. And Jumani Williams had already sent out as soon. And again, maybe he read that poll, maybe his own poll, or maybe he's just smart enough to know that people are displeased about it. But he sent out a fundraising email that afternoon. Mm -hmm. That poll came out saying, you know, the email uh, subject was Buffalo Billions 2.0. And, you know, here's Kathy Hochul again, throwing a bunch of money from the state of New York to you know, again, spurious, it's, it's not no guarantees that it's going to help any kind of economic development, it probably won't make your life any better. It just gives you the satisfaction that a billionaire will be able to make more money off the public dime,
2: right? What, what, uh, like, what I envision, like, the Republicans for the Legend of Zelda doing in November against Hokel, if that's the is they will. Hammer downstate, you know, especially like mostly like the city and the boroughs and Long Island, on how you know Kathy Hochul's wasting eight hundred million dollars on the bills, and then we'll hammer upstate on how she's not doing bail reform, and get everybody riled up on their on their separate issues, because the people in the city and the city of New York, although some of them are a little anti bail reform, they're more like it's, it hasn't really been that bad. It's not that big of a deal, and the people upstate are like. Well, if they can't be in jail, where will the black people be?
1: And it's worth you know it's worth mentioning whenever, whenever we get to you know kind of harping on Kathy Hochul too much, I would like to remind everybody that fuckhead Andrew Cuomo would probably have done all this and, and potentially worse. Like yeah. it, it might have been a worse deal.
0: Honestly, oh no, he's claiming that he would have never taken a deal like mm-hmm. this. Him and his mm-hmm. official former mm-hmm. officials. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I just want to throw in one more thing. I guess there was talk earlier this week about Kathy Hochul cutting child protective services. I guess ostensibly out of the budget to pay maybe maybe to pay for the stadium. That also sucks too.
2: Well, it does. But like this, I actually give Hochul a, a pass on this because people are taking this out of context. Mm-hmm. She is putting the child and family services budget back to where it was pre-pandemic uh, funding. Okay. The pandemic funding the bonus money that the federal government gave the states. Okay. So, yes, she's she's pulling it's like 600 to 800 million dollars out of their budget, but it just goes back to exactly where they were pre-stimulus money. Okay. So that that was if if child and family look, child and family services could use the money, they could the, the family services could always use additional money, but it was added into the budget last year under the like the open knowledge that this was a one-time type of expenditure. These expenditures, the, the, this put money they put in the budget, they purchased and they spent it on one-time expenditures and not recurring expenses. Nobody's going to lose their job, or nobody should lose their job, based off of this reduction in child and family services. What the problem is, is that Hochul, they're so inept at, at some of this stuff at running it, is that that was announced the same day they announced the stadium deal. So people are like, wait a second.
1: Yeah. You know, we... we We've been talking about a pretty uh, pretty somber, not somber, but a serious subject, let's say, with uh, the stadium funding. Let's talk about a, something a little bit more lighthearted here, Jim. Um, local Town of Eden supervisor and county clerk, <laughs> <candidate>, <laughs> Missy Hartman getting a pipe bomb through a window. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just a jaunty, upbeat speaking <laughs> <topic.
2: laughs> You had somebody laying the pipe for Missy Hartman. Uh, oh. Uh, no, I mean... Look, that's it's insane, right? Like, and apparently there are notes attached to it, including like,
1: if you don't drop out of the clerk's race, the next one will be live. Yeah. So I'm going to read I'm going to read just snippets of the press release that um, Missy Hartman put out on April 1st. Um, So I want to address a recent incident that occurred on the morning of March 28th at approximately 3 a.m. An unknown individual threw a partial pipe bomb into my house while my family slept. When the device was recovered, multiple threats were written on it. One of the written messages indicated that unless I drop out of this race for Erie County Clerk, the next pipe bomb would be live. So what the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? I I assume it's some crank. I don't. I mean, I don't know. It it has to be some crank on some level to do this. I can't imagine that county clerk position being my God. I know everything is politically loaded. At the same time, if you're trying to intimidate a county clerk candidate, like, fuck, we're not talking about Congress. We're not talking about the Senate. We're talking about the fucking county clerk. But I mean, I will say county clerk. First, the crazies are very protective of Mickey,
2: and he has done everything he can to make it easier to get pistol permits to speed up that processing and get and get get your guns into your hands as quickly as possible. What was crazy about this press conference, just absolutely batshit insane, was that dog shit human being Ron Plants from WGRZ asked Missy Hartman at the press conference if she faked this, if this was a false flag thing, basically, that it, why would anybody believe her that somebody would actually throw a pipe bomb into her house? Mm. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit, Ron Plants. Like, why does everything have to be a false
1: flag with the Republicans? Well, I'm honestly amazed that this wasn't a bigger story, and I'm wondering if it's because the local media is dismissing it much like Ron Plants is doing or did there. This is a this is insane. Mm-hmm. A political figure getting a fucking pipe bomb thrown into their home at three in the morning should be a huge story. That's that should be something. I mean, maybe you don't want to publicize it too much because you don't want to spur copycat things or you know show that you'd gain notoriety by threatening political figures but at the same time like, fuck that man, maybe they are investigating maybe the FBI is lucky and do it or whatever I don't know I gotta say I like I like Ron
0: plans
2: a lot less than his brother Robert
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: but I mean like so like being threatened like look uh, we know Poland cars has had a security detail because he's been threatened Uh India Walton was threatened and had to add a security detail. I assume that somebody's probably threatened the mayor at some point, although I think he has a security detail because it makes him feel important. So, like, these these figures, some of these local electeds have had actual run-ins with crazy people. I mean, well, I mean, Poland Cars has, like, restraining orders against people because they've threatened him, and they come up to, like, his house. So, I mean, all of these should be bigger stories. Yeah, but I I mean... The Missy Hartman one is especially egregious because, I mean, she's not even county clerk. She's not even, like, doing anything. <laughs> All she's doing is running for the prime. She's the the Democratic nominee for the primary. She's not, it's not even the November election yet.
1: Right. She hasn't won anything yet. She's just- uh,
2: not only not won, I would argue she's not even the favorite.
1: I'd agree. Yeah, I'd, I'd think so. So it's ridiculous. It's outrageous. And hopefully they find the fucking dipshit who yeah, did it. It's terrible. And there's just no... I, I don't even want to say there's no place for that. Like it's. I'm like poo-pooing it. Like you should go to fucking jail. <laughs> I'm not a big jail guy, but if you're throwing pipe bombs into somebody's home, yeah. you should probably go to fucking jail. You're unhinged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Moving on, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. The budget. We're budging. Yep. Oh, boy. What do we got? Well,
2: personally, the budget impacted us this week because we were supposed to have... Uh, State Assemblyman John Rivera on a, as a, a guest this week. But he called me Friday, and he was like, look, Jim, I got bad news. I just got a memo from Speaker Heasty that I have to be back in Albany by 3 o'clock on Sunday. So I can't interview with you guys Sunday afternoon. Um, we'll have to schedule for something because because there's no budget deal. The deadline is April 1st. I don't know about you, but it's after April 1st where I live.
1: Duty calls. It was an April Fool's joke. Gone, yeah. Gone yeah, wrong. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep an eye on the budget as soon as we get a budget because, you know, it's much like whose line is it anyway. <laughs> new York budget proposals, the rules don't matter. The points are all made up. So,
2: Well, I mean, uh, like, I, I agree with some of the points uh, that Hochul dropped a lot of the budget specifics very late, even though the budget's supposed to be approved by April 1st. Stuff like, well, I don't know, paying for a new Bill Stadium. and. I, you know, I look, at if I'm a member of the assembly or the senate, I'm, I'd be pissed, and I think rightly so, for the governor's office to obscuring this and just dropping it and going, "All right, now you have 12 hours to read it and approve it," and that doesn't include like that a lot of our funding is contingent on rolling back some of the Bell reform.
1: What are the odds? Could could the legislature or could you know what I'm trying to say here? Could could they jam up the stadium deal in any way with the budget? Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Absolutely, so I mean the assembly.
1: Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Because the the assembly could jam up this this bills deal. Oh yeah, we'll stay tuned to this because that that would be I look the bills deal going through doesn't look great for Kathy Hochul on some levels, but you know I think she views it as a political necessity. Her getting it blocked or gummed up in the work somewhere would be a really bad look all around. Mm-hmm. I think that, in fact, that might be, whew, I don't
2: know. I don't know. I mean, she's already raised a bunch of money and already had a lot of people endorse her and, and jump on her side, and they would feel like they they probably spent the money already. They're not going to uh, jump out at this point, but it would certainly invigorate, like, Jamani Williams and the Tom Swazi primary campaigns because she shows, like, she's a Democratic governor with a Democratic assembly and a Democratic Senate, and she can't get a fucking budget passed.
1: Well... You know, we're talking about political figures here, Jim, and um, we have somebody who's not <laughs> not currently a political figure anymore. Not yet. But he's the political figure of our hearts. Of course, we are talking about Nate McMurray, because it's time for Nate Watch! Nate Watch. Nate Watch. Woo, woo, woo. Nate Watch. Yes. <laughs> this crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> Is he running, Jim? What's he up to now? Is he I, running?
2: I, I, maybe not this year because by by the time he tweeted whatever, like I may have to run a primary, or whatever nonsense that he tweeted. Yeah, there's like five days left in petition season, mm-hmm. uh, so may, I don't think he's running this year because he wasn't that organized as a candidate before. Oh, yeah, so I can't imagine he's gonna get enough signatures. Like maybe he, maybe he's gonna run a primary for committee. He, he might only need like eight signatures
1: on grand Island to run a committee primary. So I pulled up Nate McMurray's Twitter feed. The man, here we go. My God, he, he does love to tweet even as of three hours ago. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Let me say it again. Ka- at Kathy Hokel. So he added the governor <laughs> at Kathy Hokel extorted the Seneca's for money for the billionaire Pagulas. Her husband works for the biggest competitor for the Seneca's. Well, he's, he misspelled Seneca's it's okay. Um, but not just works. He's their top lawyer. He tried to at Delaware North here, by the way. He, he failed to get them tagged. So he only tagged Kathy Hochul. But, uh, at he's Delaware, trying. He's trying. At Delaware North also spends millions, capital millions, on lobbyists attacking Senecas. Not cool, Kathy. And then uh, the follow-up tweet is hashtag the man who knew too much. So, you know, he's, he's still... He, Who's the man who knew too much? I don't know. It's just a hashtag oh. that, he, that he threw out there. You know, Nate McMurray... Maybe running, maybe not. I also had a, a banger of a tweet five hours ago. It's funny, you know, I'm, I'm looking at some of these tweets. The, the ones that are doing numbers are obviously the the political-based ones, of course, uh, where he, he has one that's like almost 100 likes, where he's bitching about, you know, the pagulas and whatever, the fracking and all that, and sure, I'm with you. However, Nate just had a tweet six hours ago. Not even one like, or not one like, not one retweet, not even a, a res- reply. But I think this is probably one of his best takes. It's wild. I watched bits and pieces of WrestleMania last night. It sure ain't perfect. But wrestling has quietly become maybe the most inclusive and diverse pro sport. You know what? You're right. Nate, that, if you run on a, a pro wrestling stance, you might have my vote, friend.
0: I mean, they still exploit their employees, WWE does, but they're inclusive. And their exploitation,
2: but, I'm just saying uh, but, uh, the McMahon family, famously
1: progressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, oh, you know, yes. uh, you, you gotta lean into your pro pro wrestling uh, platform here, Nate, and maybe maybe you could make a believer out of me,
2: right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the maybe he could be like a, join with one of the local pro, uh, wrestling circuits. <laughs> the the McMonster comes out. Mm-hmm. He's got the guns for it. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. you think he, he were, I've seen them sleeveless shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got them guns. He's got the pythons for sure. What do you think? Is he a heel or is he a babyface?
1: Oh, I, I think he think okay. He'd be one of those guys. Who he's be a, a good, heel turn for sure. He'd be one of those guys to be a good heel because he thinks he's a babyface. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh, like in yeah, uh, he thinks he thinks he's a babyface.
2: Like in you know, liberal pockets of the city of Buffalo, yeah. even though m- even most liberals hate him. <laughs> <Yeah>. But, like, <laughs> he he would say the exact same stuff, but in, like, Albion, New York. And he's definitely the biggest heel
1: in Albion, New York, in, like, the history of Albion. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, those are the best heels, where it's like, yeah, they, they always are the same, but you can, like, look at them in a different light. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, you're... Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin oh, was, yeah. was ostensibly a heel, And even when he made his face turn, he was mostly saying the same stuff, but they just kind of framed him a little different. Right. We could workshop something, Nate. Mm -hmm. We can can get back to you on this.
2: Speaking of of heels, uh, we don't have this on the board. I just want to add this in real quick. Uh, was um, the Supreme Court judge in Steuben County who said that the maps that the Democrats drew for Congress, Assembly, and Senate were no good and that they'd have to redraw them. Yeah, what about this jabroni? (laughs) I read the... uh, the decision interesting he signs it acting state supreme court judge yeah because he wasn't elected a state supreme court judge down there resigned Mm -hmm. and then he was appointed into the position now you might say huh why would the republicans if they were opposed to this is there any reason why they would pick this particular state Supreme Court judge in <laughs> Steuben County over all the state Supreme Court judges in all of New York State? What do you think, Jim? Wouldn't you file like major lawsuits in like one of the major metropolitan areas? Yeah. Not if you're as brazenly partisan as this particular state Supreme Court judge. Oh. So uh, it's my understanding from people who know more about election law than I do that well, first of all, the elect like the the decision came out at like four o'clock. And like I said, petitions are due next week. And it's crunch time. uh, Yeah. And they're like, you know, obviously people are like, well, what the fuck does this mean? The state board of elections and the county boards like did a joint statement to all candidates and said, just keep circulating petitions. Ignore this. And there was immediately a stay placed on the decision. It's my understanding that not only is it a brazenly partisan decision and uh, not that Not that there's anybody who would argue that the Democrats didn't gerrymander. Of course they did. But this decision doesn't look like it's probably going to stand upon appeal. Now, there might be a further appeal after that, but it looks like that the the decision was poorly written and poorly reasoned and that the Democrats will probably win out once it it gets bumped up from the state Supreme Court level. They, You know, they did try to gum up the works there. I mean, look, uh, talking about the redistricting, and we talked about this before, like, did the Democrats gerrymander? Sure. Did they gerrymander as bad as they could have? Nope. nope. As but, arguably they should have? As Yeah, right. arguably as they should have. Although, I mean, a lot of those arguments then were, like, based off of what Republicans were doing in other states. And we have seen that across the country, Republicans are getting shit on by the courts state after state for their... Really egregiously gerrymandered maps. So maybe it was smart for the Democrats to maybe pull their punches a little bit. And because this map will probably stand, whereas, you know, maybe something that was more aggressive may not have actually stood. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are seeing a bunch of uh, Republican states where, like, no, like even Republican judges are saying this is yeah, just not too you. Far. Right. Uh, uh, although, notably, it's my understanding, unless something's changed, uh, the Utah map, which is my favorite one to bring up. Um, is going to stand, and that's the one where they have like five or six members of Congress, and literally every single member of Congress represents part of Salt Lake City. That way, they could split up the city of Salt Lake, and there will be no Democrats from Utah in in Cong- Congress. It'll be all Republican seats because they they split the city that badly. Jesus.
1: Awesome, love, love that for for us as a society. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we we talk about the the news the the. The heavy stuff, the political stuff, but uh, it's not our whole lives, man. That's not, no. if it were, I would probably, I don't know, I don't want to say anything violent, but I, I would be very displeased. I, I, life would not be worth living if it was just this political baloney all the time.
0: You got to have some uh, candy mixed in amongst the vegetables. In fact, we should candy more of our vegetables. Right. hmm Candied uh, maybe uh, carrots. Or, Ooh, I uh, could go for right. A candy
2: candy, carrot. candy carrots, candied yams, yams,
0: candied yeah. broccolini.
2: That sounds broccolini. great. Broccolini. I go for a broccolini.
0: Yeah. So is it just taking broccoli and
2: uh, pouring some like skittles in? in uh, it's, it's giving it a hand pie.
1: Oh, hey oh. call back. Oh. Woo! No, it's concert watch. Where the oh, summer, shit. the spring is is upon us. We got some heaters coming. Up. We've got. Some fucking awesome shows coming down the pipeline and we'll stay on top of this as we get closer to some of them. But again, we talk so much about the political stuff, which is important. Don't get me wrong. That's why you listen. Likely, you know, you're a freak and a sicko and a junkie for the political stuff. But what we're telling you is to get out of your little pod, to get out of your little your cube or your your at home desk and go see some live music. It's good for your soul makes you feel better. You have fun. Good vibes. Ryan, who are we seeing?
0: Well, I think our park has a phenomenal lineup this year. They've really hit it out of the park the past few years. I think it's because they're hitting... You know, our demographic now, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know. I guess we're being cons- marketed to, baby. Yeah, yeah. What's considered dad rock now, maybe? I mean, you've got like Bonnie Vera, head in the heart. That's probably like dad rock kind of shit. A thousand percent right? yeah. at this point. Right. Yes, yeah. So modest. Mouse. I, I enjoy I enjoy it. They've got uh, War on Drugs, Death Cab for Cutie, Weird Al. I mean, Jack White, that's totally dad rock at this mm-hmm. point. Who else do they have?
2: Is it going to be Weird Al or is it going to be Daniel Radcliffe?
0: Uh, I think Daniel Radcliffe is playing somewhere. I think I think they're. Uh,
1: By the way, everybody I know who's seen Weird Al has said it was I, the best concert. their lives I've seen
0: him twice, and it's phenomenal. Go see Weird Al if you have a chance. He's, he's still got it, baby. He's he's never not had it. He's my, on point.
2: My favorite Weird Al story was like so once he like kind of blew up, and he so he got he was you know obviously an introvert. He got invited to some industry party. He's like, I don't know, should I go? Like nobody's gonna care about me. I'm the, the joke singer or whatever. But so, like, his agent convinced him to go, so he goes, and he says he walks in, and he hears somebody yell, oh, my God, there's Weird Al. It was Paul
0: McCartney. <laughs> oh, that's some cred right there. If, if you're if you're into the stoner stuff, there's Ziggy Marley, and then the week after, uh, or two weeks after, Dispatch and OAR with G-Love, Elvis Costello, that's kind of a, a, a legacy act at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, still got a lot of cred, I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. How many, years, how many more years? How many more years does Elvis Costello have in him? Hopefully, uh, many. But yeah,
0: top-notch Indiac that's on, on the rise right now. Kringbin, Kringbin. Kring, I don't know how to pronounce. Nobody knows name. how to pronounce Kringbin. their name, but they're very good. They're very good. Earth, Wind, and Fire, which is a throwback. Bleachers is is good. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to see. Bare Naked Ladies with the Gin Blossoms. I mm-hmm. cannot
1: fucking wait for that shit.
0: That's some uh, that's some nostalgia shit, right
1: there. I, I've got tickets for Modest Mouse and for Bon Iver. Yeah, and yeah. I. Very tempted to get tickets for bleachers. Um, I, I I love Jack Antonoff, just a huge fan. Um, but the, God, there's so many Art Park concerts. I I would just fucking live at Art Park.
0: That's great. We got the Canal Side right. There's t Pain and who else is coming? Taking Back Sunday. Taking Back Sunday.
2: That's uh, solid. Town Ballroom's got a real solid lineup. I what just they I, do. All uh, Them Witches is going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I did see that they announced that uh, later this summer. Drive By Truckers are, is coming to Town Ballroom. Damn. Wild Pink is a, is another good one. Uh there's a they might a be second. giant show this summer. At, is the at,
0: darkness coming to Town Ballroom? Yeah. Holy fuck, I got to go to that. Holy shit. I would also like to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the squares going to see the darkness. <laughs> I All would right. also
1: go to the they might be giant show. There's so so they might be there.
0: giant show is sold already.
1: Fuck, really? Yeah.
0: Joy shit. Joy Waves coming to Town Ballroom. Um and then we've got we've got a we've already got to, uh, tickets for this one is the uh, the Rage and uh Uh, Run the Jewels concert. Didn't they get canceled? Did it get canceled? I thought it got canceled.
1: The one in 20... No, they're... No. They postponed
0: it. They postponed it. It's happening this year, baby. Oh, is it? We're going. Okay. We're going. I didn't get a cancellation notice. That's that's fucking happening.
2: Yeah. I was talking about with these guys earlier. So I never gone to Darien Lake for a show. Yeah. Just does not appeal to me. Does not like the... Everybody I know who's gone to shows there has said how terrible it is. It sucks ass. I've been there a few times. Yeah, It fucking sucks. But I'm tempted to go to Darien Lake this year. Okay. Because there's, it's, I don't know, some sort of like, you know, Redneck Rebel or whatever show. But it's Willie Nelson and ZZ Top. That's going to be hot. Yeah.
0: That's going to be hot. And I've seen ZZ Top before with their full lineup right at the time, and uh, they were good. Never seen Willie Nelson. That's... That's something to do. Yeah, it, like soon. Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, I, so I'm very strongly tempted to uh, to head out to uh, the fairground
0: or to Darien Lake. I didn't see too much at Bayville, other than some decent comedy acts: Dimitri Martin, Neil Hamburger, Stephen Wright's coming in the fall. So I, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're more of a winter type venue.
2: Yeah, think. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure, like you know, if you're really deep into the weeds on up and comers, Mohawk will have a lot of good shows. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I saw, I did see that there was a, a show coming up to sh- at Showplace soon, which I can never tell if that place is open or closed. <laughs> it's, a, I
0: don't know. It's like the Red Room in, in Twin Peaks. It yeah. seriously, I don't know what, what's going on with that. It, de- it depends on. Um, you know, which which dimension we have the, the foot in at the time, mm-hmm. you know, depending on, on how uh, Nelson
2: affected we are. So, and then uh, further, definitely further outside the region, but a, a show that I'm actually, another one I'm considering buying tickets for is in August, uh, Courtney Barnett's going to be at, oh, at yeah. Beacon Skiff outside sure. of Syracuse. Yes. Um, and I'm very interested in that.
0: Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett, when they were touring,
1: I wish I would have seen that. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That, that would have been great, too. Um, you no, know, lots of, lots of big musical acts coming to the area. Super excited for, um, also I want to shout out some of the, the local stuff, a uh, friend of the pod, Sally Schaefer mm-hmm. of Sally Andra, yeah. um, her and another friend of mine, actually, uh, Christina Stock, they're doing first Sundays at Mr. Goodbar, mm. uh, performing together. Uh, actually, actually their first one is today and I think they're going to do it. Uh, the first Sunday of every month, I would assume. Uh, okay. Sally
2: also, uh, just like the last day or two, uh, won an award for a local award for Best Other Musician for her, you know, slinging the uh, strings on the violin slash fiddle.
1: She's real good. Yep. Yeah. So again, you're listening to this. It's probably too late for you to see them today in Mr. Good Bar, but maybe next month mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, shout out to. Go go out and see Sally. She performs like, like Christina. She's like she's doing something
0: every night. Like, it
1: seems like I wish we so, get Christina on too. I've known her for forever. sure. Yeah. Um, and then also too, again, to plug ourselves because at the end of the day, that's what we are best at. Our our Discord again. I want to bring it back to them because they we're on the bleeding edge. Okay, dude. In the Discord, in the Discord, there is some incredible local music acts that um, that we've talked about a little earlier. But man, I, our 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 podcast friends here are really turning us on to some good shit. Listen to us. We're culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nagel, uh, it, it, was, uh, it was Soul Cough, I think is the name of the band. Or Soft Cough, excuse me. Soft Cough uh, put out like yeah, so,
0: a. Soul Coughing is a different band.
1: I, I know. Yeah. No. Not, but Soft Cough, uh, they're a local band here from Geneseo, he said. They, they released a new album. I listened to it the other day. It was great. Um, Humble Braggers, I'd like to talk mm-hmm. to those guys too. Mm-hmm. They. Uh, One of our buddies, Low Voltage, put me onto them. Um, So another reason to join our Discord is if you're looking for fucking awesome, I'm I'm not pulling, like I'm not shitting you here. If you're looking for really good local music, our Discord is low-key one of the best places to find it. So stick with us, kid. You'll go places. All right. I want to close on this today, folks.
0: Now we're not big consumerists, right? We're not we're not into consumer culture, but uh, we've got some big news. We've got a Costco coming to town, and I am so fired up about this. Let's go, Costco! Blows BJ's and Sam's Club out of the fucking water. If you've ever been to a Costco, oh my god, I can't wait. I'm going to get some deals, bitches.
2: I mean, so the 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 there's very limited knowledge I have about Costco. Yeah, uh, what my understanding is that. Uh, you can basically live off of free samples if, uh-huh. if you go there. Sure, and that people are very nervous. What's going to happen in New York State because of our liquor laws? Because generally, people use Costco to get cheap liquor.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, now, my understanding is what Costco's done in states that have liquor laws similar to New York State is they've opened a unaffiliated but also they own liquor store in the same plaza. Yeah, with cheap booze.
1: Is this like okay. the Wegman's liquor store situation? Sort of. I think yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, we're excited for for Costco, I guess. You know, I've never been to one, but I'll take your word for it. Right? Here, we could right? do a field trip. <laughs> the square goes right. Have you, have you ever wanted to buy
0: a gallon of peanut butter and jeans at the same place, but actually better quality than the places you can do that around here? Like,
2: right? like the human genome or like Levi's? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm excited to get my jeans and peanut butter from the same place in the near future. So excited for Costco. As George Washington Carver uh, intended. (laughs) (laughs) All right, friends. Well, hey, that's our news of the week. Coming up next, we have... You know, I say this all the time, but frankly, we get incredible guests where we have fucking awesome interviews. And this one is no exception. Queen City Roller Derby. We have Coach Coach Crazy Couch, as he's known as. And, of course, Rex Kitten, a.k.a. our friend Corinne. But, you know, Roller World, she is Rex Kitten. So we have a phenomenal interview coming up for you. Uh, So stay stay tuned. And thanks for listening. Thank you. And we are back. At the square in the snake pit, we've got Queen City Roller Derby back in the house with our friend Corinne, aka Rex Kitten. Hi, guys! And new, new to us and new to Queen City Roller Derby, Coach Jason Couch. Well, well, am I am I wrong on that, Jason? Am I wrong? You're not new to roller derby. You are just relatively new to the team in the area, or back in the area.
3: Back Give us in the, the area, and Jason name Derby name, crazy couch,
1: crazy. You are crazy couch to me from now on. Okay.
3: (laughs) And yes, back in the area after being gone for just about 22 years between college and the military. And I just had a chance to come home. I wanted to kind of jumped on it. Didn't realize that the world was going to shut down about two months after I got back. So I'm just, I'm happy. Things are slowly kind of coming back to normal and I'm really happy. QCRD is back and I can be a part of it.
1: Badass man. Yeah. QCRD is back. Last time we had you on, Rex, you know, we were we were not that we're not in the pandemic, I guess, but we were in we were in the heart of it. You know, we were on the Zoom call. We were social distancing, um, which is which is all well and good. But we can do stuff, they say. Mm -hmm. And and you guys are, are doing the derby. It's back.
4: It's back, baby.
1: I'm hype. I'm hype for you what's up this year with the dirt so when we when we talked about it again we were like hey how do you play the roller derby how do you do this which is a lot of fun and enlightening but listener you will learn how the roller derby is played when you attend the roller derby this year and i i sincerely hope that you do we'll talk about that but 2022 queen city roller derby whole new world whole new league
4: yep it looks a lot different than it has in years past very different Uh, We've cut down a lot on on players um, due to sickness, retiring, uh, moving, um, and also not feeling comfortable. Some people aren't ready to come back yet. Um, So right now we have two temporary home teams, and and that's that's it for this season. We're just going to play three games for the whole season um, and kind of hope to integrate back into a full-fledged league.
1: The Derbyers who are there, They're the hardcore ones. Yeah. They're they're the ones who are like, man, I I don't know. I I don't know what I've been doing with myself not playing Roller Derby these past two years. (laughs) Just chomping at the bit to play. Who are the two teams that you have going into the season?
4: So I'm on the Rust Belt Riots, and the other team is uh coaches. I'll let you
1: the
3: Albright Knockouts.
1: Both fantastic names. (laughs) Yep. Incredible names. Um so Talk to me, guys. How, how, how are the teams feeling? How are, is everybody? Is it like? Is it? Oh my god! I'm so excited to see everybody again. Is it? I'm nervous. Is it? You know what? What's the feeling in in the locker rooms or in the at the rink uh, about the season starting back up uh, so soon now?
4: I think there is a mixture of all of that. Um, I've missed it a lot, um, and and also you know the whole body in motion tends to stay in motion. I've also gotten a lot of (laughs) pretty lazy during the pandemic. (laughs) Um and as I know a lot of people have, so we've oh my God, the some of the drills, the endurance, we're like, oh my God, I need to get back in shape. Um so there's that aspect of it. But I think everybody is kind of on the same page there. Um There's nerves, obviously. There's also a lot of new faces, people I haven't played with ever before, along with familiar faces. So it's a good mix. Um, People are excited, nervous, um, anxious. um, But overall, I think we're really, really excited to be back and be playing.
1: Awesome. And uh, Crazy Couch over there. Are you you running them ragged? Is it like wind, wind sprints, skating wind sprints back and forth? Are they like, this guy, fuck this guy?
3: It is funny you ask that Um, before we had some events that we had to get our, we have league practices where it's open to everyone that had to get pushed to the left. I was running a few of the league practices and I'm kind of a firm believer in integrate in some kind of put a play. They call it a smoker drill. Want to get the heart rate up, get you sweating. And I don't believe you can be a good coach or a leader. If everyone likes you all the time, you're probably not doing your job right. But at the same time, I never want to be the reason someone quits the sport Or when it gets away from it, especially since we have so many new skaters who are, they're chopping at the bit, they're excited, but they're justifiably nervous. We want to get them ready and be like, hey, you're going to be out there. There's going to be people sitting in that bar drinking there to watch you. And you know what? It's going to be terrifying and absolutely amazing all at the same time. But yeah, we're putting them through it because we got to get them in game shape. Even if there's someone who's athletic on the outside, they worked out. If you're not on the track, on skates, taking the contact, getting moved around, having to hold that derby stance... Your until you having to like, keep that stance is tiring on its own. Yeah, we're gonna put them through it because we have to put them through it.
4: Yeah, you don't want to go into a game and having no experience. No.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like like any athletics, right, like any sport. Um, you know, there's a difference between like being in like decent shape and being okay, and being in game shape, and you know, like the just pure exhaustion that you can yeah. like. You know, look the uh, the jams in derby. It's only, what, like two minutes? At max. At max. And you go, oh, two minutes. How hard can it be to skate for two (laughs) minutes? Well, when you're putting literally every ounce of energy you have into it, 30 seconds is exhausting. It is. Two minutes. Like, in the rare case that I've seen a jam go the full two minutes, every single person on on the floor is totally gassed. So gassed. Like, I have no idea how they're going to get out there after (laughs) a couple more jams and it's their turn to, to rotate back in.
4: Yeah, it is, like, once you get back into it, it's surprising how quickly you recover from that. Um, sometimes you can go right back into another jam if you need to, like, immediately mm-hmm. after the, the jam you're in. Uh, sometimes you need a, a couple of jams to, to rest mm-hmm. until you're ready to get back out there.
1: Now, now, Coach, you're not just, you know, you're not just barking it orders at these people without having this kind of experience yourself. You're a, You're a derby veteran of your own right here, right?
3: Yeah. I've been... Simple version of the story. Started off thinking I was just going to ref and just be part of the community because I, I know it's super cliche in the Derby community. I saw a movie called Whip It. <laughs> the community yes. seemed cool. I knew the movie didn't get the sport right. Mm-hmm. No sports movies about fringe sports ever get the sport right. Mm-hmm. But by sheer fluke luck, a guy got assigned to this the, my duty station who happened to be in the same military occupational specialty, to so the same job, happened to meet him, and I was mentioning, yeah, this sport called Derby. I think Clarksville – City where I was in Tennessee at a league. He was like, Oh, you interested? Kind of give me this weird look. I'm like, What are you look at me like that before, man. He's like, Oh, I ref. I've been at it for like ten years. I can hook you up with a team. We can get you into it. I was just gonna be a referee. And they're like, ah, you, you played hockey growing up. Like, you get skills test just in case. Call it like an open gender co ed. I think co ed's kind of passe, they say open gender about. Mm-hmm. And I ended up playing in five bouts before I ever refed.
4: So I've been <laughs> at that
3: since about twenty fifteen. At one point I was skating for coaching two different teams and skating for two different teams all at the same time. So assuming we can get players back, uh, Rochester, flower city fear, I'm hoping we can get that off again and have a team again, but the pandemic kind of gutted us.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We lost a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I, I can only imagine, obviously it's hit, you know, what what the fuck are we going to say about the pandemic that hasn't already been said, but I, I can certainly imagine that it has hurt numbers in some ways, but you're still recruiting, you know. ABC always be recruiting, is what they say in college football. Um, talk to me about we, we talked during the the pandemic about the recruiting, but where are we at now? What we've got the the teams obviously, and then what? There's a travel team. There's the uh, the junior roller girls. Like what's what's up? Where what is the state of Queen City Roller Derby recruiting and otherwise?
4: So, we are always taking new players and we will train you. Um, if, you've, if you've never seen the game, if you've never skated before, even, um, we've had people who have never even been on skate before, we will teach you. Um, you just have to be willing to put in the work and dedication. Um, and it's a whole lot of fun. So, I highly recommend it.
2: <laughs> That's got to be great seeing somebody on skates for the first time, like a fawn, just like <laughs> new from the, like, like just watching Bambi yep. walk around for the first time.
3: It's funny you bring that up. I can say just from. <laughs> coaching for a few years and just being involved in the experience and knowing as a male in the sport, I'm not going to play as much. Generally the experience, the opportunities aren't out there, but having a player show up literally in some cases, never been on skates. We're talking no skating background whatsoever and seeing them go from straight up Bambi legs, holding the wall to in about playing in front of fans successful is extremely rewarding. It feels great to have them them make that. And sometimes it can take a few months can take a year, Mm-hmm. But we'll if you're willing to stick around, we will get you there.
4: Yeah. And the community, it, it really is. I mean, I know you said whip it isn't all that rec- representational of, of what the sport really is. But it, I think it is kind of representational of the community and the feel. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone is so supportive. Um, you never have to be embarrassed for falling. If you're not falling, you're not trying hard enough. Um, everyone is cheering you on. Your own teammates, even other teammates, they're like, you got this, you got this. Get up, get up, keep going. Um, that's, that's the best thing that I've ever experienced about any kind of sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, Derby has it in spades.
1: Yeah. What's really cool to me about, uh, Derby, it, it, like specifically about Derby, I should say it's one of the few sports that women are able to really like be a part of as a contact sport. You know, I, I play rugby. That's another one. Um, and that obviously has a large community of women who are part of the sport, but that's why I really respect Derby. It's like, Hey, you can go out there and you can kick some ass. And there's not a ton of avenues, especially as an adult, to do that. Um, so it's really cool, one, that it exists, and two, that you guys have like such a great community, and it's very welcoming and opening to people from like all backgrounds and all levels of skill. Um, now, and, and
4: all shapes and sizes too. Yeah. Um, I, there's you know in the, the old Jim Croce song, um, built like a refrigerator with a head, the roller derby queen. <laughs>
3: Tonight did I fit in
4: the willow roll the Derby Queen around and round all round and round mean this uncle woman that anybody ever seen. Um this is <laughs> my parents' friends love to say that. They meet me and they're like, This is your daughter who does roller derby. Um I'm 5'2 and not shaped like a refrigerator. Roller derby takes every shape and size. Um, if you're small, you, you can be faster on your feet. You can juke around people. If you're bigger, you can be a more solid blocker, a heavier hitter. Um, there's a place for everybody as long as you're you're willing to put in the work.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty badass um, for sure. So talk to us. Okay. So obviously if you're somebody who's interested in roller derby and, and you're listening, please hit up Queen City Roller Derby, Queen City Roller Girls. Let them know that you're interested. But if you're a fan or if you're a potential fan like me, because I, the yuts that I am, have never been to a roller derby, unlike Jim, our seasoned derby attendee veteran. Mm-hmm. I think I went
2: to the second ever derby in Buffalo.
4: <laughs>
2: I've been going for a very long
4: time now. I think you, you went before I ever went. That was that was a couple years. That, I think there was two or three years that the league had been in... Uh, in operation before I started.
2: Yeah, I was, I I think it was the second one ever because I, the old uh, WNY Music message board, back when message boards were something that people did, (laughs) um, and they were recruiting on the the message board because they were like, well, I mean, you people are freaks. You'll probably like this. And and, and they were right. (laughs) We
4: attract the freaks and geeks. Right, yeah. (laughs) And also all the cool people.
2: Right, yeah. (laughs) And and they were correct that we were. Uh, And so... uh, front of the, the pod, Corey P and I went up to North Tonawanda for like the second bout they ever had. I mean, it eventually it turned into much bigger. Like we, we, the one I, the first one I ever went to, there was maybe 150 people there.
4: Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is
2: pretty good for, you know, a do-it-yourself league. I mean, you know, later it'd be thousands of people showing up to these bouts.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We started at um, the Rainbow Rink in... Mm-hmm. North Tonawanda? Yeah, North
2: Tonawanda on like Oliver Street or something like that. Yeah,
4: Oliver Street. I always forget. I get Tonawanda and North Tonawanda mixed up still. Um, But yeah, the first several years we were at Rainbow Rink, and we we still have a good relationship with them. I believe our juniors still practice there, and maybe the Queens Court too. Um, But when we moved to Riverworks, I don't remember what year that was. Um, Pandemic two years. Math, I don't know. It's been at (laughs) least five years since we've been at Riverworks. And and it was because we out outgrew Rainbow Ring. Right. I think um, it was really hard to see, especially because there wasn't a lot of um, tiered seating. There was a couple bleachers way in the back. Um, but if you weren't in the first or second row, you couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And that place would be jammed. I think the the sellout was twelve hundred or fourteen hundred people and we would sell out every bout. Yeah. Um, people would be turned away at the door, so that's the reason we had to move because we simply just couldn't fit all of our fans in anymore.
1: So if if you're like me and you know you're you're a noob sitting down to to watch and you, you got your butt to Riverworks to watch Queen City Roller Derby, Coach, what am I looking for? Okay, what are what are the keys to the game? Give me if I'm I'm looking. I'm like, what should I be watching out for that really I I will sound like a a seasoned vet uh, say, oh, yeah, you know, she did that or did that. What What are the keys to the game?
3: Uh, it is funny you ask that because a lot of leagues, and I don't know if Queen City has done this. I'm assuming they probably have. If they got a skater, maybe they're not rostered. They they couldn't get out of the league or they're hurt. Sometimes they'll literally have them in the stands with a sign that says, if you don't know what you're watching, mm-hmm. I'll sit with you and tell you what's going on. So if someone's really just had no clue because the middle of it looks like organized chaos. First to admit, if you've never watched it before, (laughs) what's happening in kind of the middle group is going to look crazy. There is structure to it, it just you can't notice it. (laughs) Easiest part for a new fan, they're called the Jammers. They literally have a star on their helmet. You can watch them. They're the ones trying to score the points. So the play focuses on them. Um, In the middle of it, you've also got people called a pivot. They'll have a stripe on there. You can watch them, and if strategy comes into play, they tend to come into play a lot. As far as the middle of the wall, what you're really looking for is You can see people get knocked off the track, and skaters basically call it running the back. So they're going to try to move them and force them to go back way in the back, start at a disadvantage. So those are kind of the easy things to start looking for because in terms of, like, where the pack is, things like that, I would not expect a brand new, like, Fairweather fan to walk in and be like, I know what's happening there. (laughs) Because if you say that, you're lying.
4: (laughs) But, yeah, the the basic rules, all you need to know is watch the jammer. She's the one who scores points. Um, There are no balls. There's no sticks. Um, The jammer scores points by lapping the opposing teams after the initial pass. That's it. Mm -hmm. So that's how the points happen. Fans who have never seen it before, they're like, oh, this is really fun. This is great. Okay, watch the jammer. How did they score points? Right. <laughs> Even though it's, it's in the program, we, we talk about it throughout the game, but it's hard to pay attention. It's, there's a lot happening. Um, and we do have um, – we don't have those signs, but we do have ushers. Um, so volunteers from the league, if you're not playing or if you're injured, um, we have volunteer positions, so there's – Players and volunteers all over the place. You, they'll, you'll see a large orange sash that they're wearing. Um, it'll say usher, and so you know those people know what they're talking about. If you have any questions, just ask.
2: And if you're the type of person who, in like, enjoys your competitions, if you're like, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. There are refs, and they call penalties. So the people are people are trying to <laughs> cheat, and sometimes they're getting caught.
4: Well, I wouldn't say we're trying. Uh, we're we're no, trying the- really hard to play, and sometimes <laughs> you make a mistake.
2: <laughs> sometimes some people make mistakes. Yes. I've gone to enough bouts. There are people who are trying to cheat. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I'm sure there are those people. Not in our league. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, yeah. Let's call it
1: pushing the limits of the rules.
2: <laughs> <laughs> make them call it. Right, yeah. yeah. Force them to call yeah. it. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, God, that's got to be such like a visceral feeling on all levels. So the jammer's trying to lap. Basically, to score the points. Yes, I can only imagine like somebody saying, "Yeah, I'm faster than you. I'm going to get by you, and I'm score some fucking points." How much of like a feeling both the person scoring and the person being scored on feels?
4: Yeah, it's it's a lot of energy out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's way harder for jammers. I'm I'm going to say this as a blocker. I hate jamming. I don't ever want to be a jammer. Um, the few times that I've done it. It's just way too much. I, I much prefer to be the hunter rather than the hunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, although I have pivoted before and that I'm, I'm okay with because I feel like I'm behind the scenes. Um, oh, uh, one more thing about the pivots. Um, the one who wears the stripes. The, the key position of the pivot is that the pivot is the only player who can receive a star pass. Mm -hmm. So if your jammer is stuck and she just cannot get out and the other jammer is lapping, then your jammer can take the, we call them panties or helmet covers. They can take that star off her head and pass it over the pack or around the pack, whatever, as long as you're still in play um, and pass it to the pivot. And then that pivot can take it, put it on her head and, and try to get through. Mm -hmm. So that part I don't mind because I feel like I'm already in the chaos and I can see it and I can see my jammer and I can like I can tell her, hey, I can help you. Come here, come here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like starting on the on the start line as a jammer. It's too much pressure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you can so you can change who the jammer is mid game?
4: Yep, only for the pivot.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep, only one wow. time.
4: And once the pivot receives the pass, she cannot give it back. So you have to be sure about when you pass that start.
1: So that's just one time in the middle of the game that yes. can happen. Middle of the jam, excuse well, oh, no, me. Middle of the, jam. Middle middle jam. the yeah. jam. Okay. So
4: just two minutes. Once that jam ends, whole new line goes out there and it starts over again. But yep. yes, you can pass the, the the star at least well once per team per jam. Mm-hmm. But wow. you wouldn't want to do it if you already have leads. So. Right.
1: <laughs> now, does it take um? Does it take a certain personality to be the jammer coach? Is there, is there like, yeah, you're a jammer type? Because it seems to me like you know. It takes a definite, like, all eyes are on me type of person.
3: The ones that are good, yes. The ones who stick with it. Um, When I first started, they are like, you were a hockey player. You have no idea how to block, so here's a star. Just go straight that way. Try not to break any rules. (laughs) I was relatively (laughs) successful because it didn't mind being hit. Got a lot of penalties, too. But, like I said, part of the reason I didn't stay as that is I I tried to become a pivot is because I wanted to be a little more involved in the strategy. But the really good jammers, exactly what you said, they kind of want to be the star, mm-hmm. and they happen to be wearing a star on their helmet. <laughs> so it kind of works out well. But you do, if you're going to be good and really stick with it, and like you said, be a target for what can be the longest two minutes of your life. If it's not yeah. going well, absolutely, you have to be someone who wants that focus, who doesn't mind being the literal center of attention, like you said, the target.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that like, star is the target on your head, literally. Right. And,
2: and like, Not going well is a big point. Like, so like I mentioned before, uh, my sister plays up in Portland, Maine, and and she's mostly a jammer, much to her chagrin. She'd rather be pivot or a blocker, but they just keep forcing her to jam anyways. (laughs) And like, look, if you're the jammer and like the blockers in front of you are are doing good work and you're just like lapping over and over again. Oh,
4: that's beautiful. (laughs) It
2: looks like like it's the easiest thing in the world to do (laughs) and it feels great. When you can't get past them uh, and the other person has the, the lead,
4: it's killer.
2: It's, it seems like it's literally the mo- like it's got to be like negotiating with Joe Manchin.
4: It's got to be so incredibly frustrating. Uh, even worse is if your pivots in a box and you're stuck. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs>
3: Terrible. You use the phrase being recycled like a cheap tin can. <laughs> and it makes, the, it, it makes two minutes feel like uh-huh. there's two ways to slow down time in this world planking. or being a jammer and if not going your way that'll be the longest two minutes of your life
1: now how many how many jams are in about you said that each jam is two minutes right up to up to okay
4: so it really depends how many um how many timeouts there are how many um how early the call-offs are okay um because they don't count the jams they count uh it's a there's a gameplay clock oh okay yeah
1: Okay. And when, how long, how long is it just for, if you're sitting down, like how long am I slotting my time in for here? How long is it is is about
4: uh, two halves, 30 minutes each. And then I think the halftime is what? 20? 15, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. It's been a while guys. Sorry. No, it's all
1: right, <laughs> man. That's, that's hard work. 30 minute halves yeah. for two minute. Oh my God. Yeah. You're busting your ass. Huh? And, there, and there's no TV timeouts.
4: We do have timeouts. Um, And there's like, you know, there's a time clock for um, time between jams. You have to be out there and have a line out there within Mm. so many seconds. That It should
3: be 30 seconds. Yeah.
4: Um, And sometimes there's timeouts. And uh, sometimes those can go for a little while because um, not only are there timeouts, sometimes there's uh, penalties being challenged. If a coach doesn't agree with what has been called and, you know, they – they'll bring their case to the refs and the rest will discuss it. Um, so sometimes they can go a bit, uh, you know, a little bit long. Um, we just all kind of hang out and, and wait for it. Maybe it's a good chance for somebody in the audience to go grab a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll get back to it as soon as we can. So just be patient when that does happen. Um, we're just trying to, to make sure we're the fairest as as we can be.
2: Right. and And like any other sport, if there's a – like, if there's a pause in the action, if it's because the teams are doing it, it's relatively short. Once the refs get involved, oh, man, you're there for a while. <laughs> but unlike other sports, these people are just doing it out of the goodness of their hearts and are trying really hard. Right. They're not, they're, they're not receiving a check at the end of the day.
4: No, we are all volunteers. Um, so treat our refs well because yeah. we could not play without them.
1: Now, Coach, you said you were a ref for, for a while, right? Uh, sporadically? Okay.
3: Uh, <laughs> I think I've refed 15 bouts which for, for a travel referee, because in the derby world, ref or a player, if it's within about a three-hour radius, someone's going to try to go to this event. So it, sometimes refs will ref. Unbelievable amounts of bouts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes hundreds a year if they're in a good area with just a lot of derby around them. So I've refed all of 15. <laughs> and I can tell you from limited experience, it is there is so much going on in front of you. And the rule book is 75 pages long. Yeah. Um, it's dense. And it's they, they're rewording it. Basically, it's written in such a way that it sounds like legalese if you were to pick it yeah. up and read it. It's very, very complicated. I've, I was talking to um, a hopefully returning Queen City referee last week and said, if someone could write, roll a derby rest for dummies
4: <laughs> just for
3: the rest of us, it, it'd be at least amongst the derby community, we'd probably all buy it. That's
4: a great idea. Just
3: to put it down into like really, really simple terms. You should write terms. that. <laughs> if, if I knew more. But it's, it's, it's complicated and it's it's a lot to watch out for. And full disclosure, as a coach, I've definitely called an official review and walked up and kind of went and just literally just made up something to get them to talk to get a long time out for my team. <laughs> 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 like just made up a ridiculous <laughs> challenge just to see if I can get like my team an extra minute or half of rest.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's gamesmanship, baby. Right? Yeah. That's uh, oh, hey. Yeah. You know, you play to the conditions. How
3: very
2: Belichickian of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, all right. I'm hyped. I, you know, I'm 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 with it now. I'm ready for for roller derby season. So that is coming up. Is it next week? Is the first bout?
4: Yeah, April fifteenth, Friday. Doors open at five. Are you guys doing bout people's taxes there too? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're done by then. Get your taxes done. Jokes. Yeah, yeah.
2: taxation
1: jokes right always, kill.
4: Yeah. always kill. Always
1: kill. all those all those fiduciaries who listen to our show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I mean, my God, are are you feeling it? Is is the bl- the blood starting to pump? Or are you like? Oh, Whoa. I'm excited.
4: Well, it's funny because my team there there's more players on each team now than we we usually had before because you you don't know who's going to get sick. You don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, and we want everybody who is willing and able to play to be able to have that chance to play so i don't I don't remember even how many, but m- plus t- more than twenty I think on every on each team and it used to be for home teams the maximum was twenty on a roster, so we have a little bit more than twenty on each team um, so we're sure to have as many players as we need for each bout. Um, there's a lot of new players fresh from Queens court. Mm -hmm. There's some juniors who have just moved up, um, and a lot of veterans, um, some former Furies players, um, some players that have been on home teams for years. So it's a really good mix and it's really interesting to see how we're all meshing together, especially because we've only been allowed to play with contact. What for like four weeks, three or four weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we started practice we were doing footwork drills and endurance stuff and talking about rules but we weren't actually put, able to put any of those scenarios into play into gameplay scenarios until pretty recently so this this first game is going to be a learning experience for everybody it's going to be a lot of fun um it's going to be exciting it's going to be different um and we're we're just getting back into it so
1: so april 15th what what time
4: Doors open at 5. Doors open at 5. And the first whistle's at 7. So I recommend you get there as early as possible. Um, you won't be bored. You can get a, a better seat the earlier you get because general admission seating um, is, is just that general admission. You get there, you pick out your seat. Um, front row is a different price, so you can pay extra for front row. I think it's $5 extra. But that's still also kind of general admission. You still get front row, but you get to uh, pick anywhere in the front row. Mm-hmm. They're not numbered seats. So get there um early, stake out your little spot, go grab some food, get some drinks, um, and you can watch both the teams warm up. You can check out um, everything else that Riverworks has going on.
2: You can buy some merch. About yes.
3: say. Don't forget about that. <laughs>
4: you will not forget about that. It's right there as soon as you walk in. Yeah.
1: And and so there's there's a total of three bouts this year, this season. Yep. Um first one's April fifteenth. When are the do you know the, off the top of your I don't mean' um, to, didn't mean uh, to give you a pop quiz the top of my but head,
4: but I can look it up pretty shortly yeah May 13th and June seventeenth
1: awesome, yeah, and with the two teams, what an interesting dynamic that is because you know what it's three bouts, meaning there's going to be one team that has a winning record at the end of this, <laughs> and there's got to be an element of hey, we were the team right. that went you know two and one or three we're and no or whatever. <laughs> so definitely definitely got to be some pride on the line uh, is there i mean is it more of like hey you know we're all part of because i know in the past you said there were you know four four teams it's it's this year it's a different year we're, we live in a different world um but is there still an element of like hey we're the uh rust belt riots and we're gonna kick your ass or is it more <laughs> of like hey you know we're all just part of the league this year i
4: think it's more of the second part yeah um everyone's happy to be back playing um we're welcoming to the, to our new players um we're all part of the same league and we're all just excited to be playing Derby together. So you want to support each other. Um, there are no like real big rivalries. Like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to kick your ass. We're just all trying to play the game. Um, afterwards, you know, we all high five and, you know, maybe have a drink together after the game too. It's always been like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, coach, what do you think? No. <laughs> well,
4: <yeah. laughs>
3: Most of the same. The only thing is, I think, I'd say more so with the veteran skaters. When the game gets going, middle of the play, mm-hmm. but the cool thing about a derby is, like I said, you can at the end of the game shut it off. Right. We're gonna have yeah. a beer together. We just spent an hour beating the crap out of each other and paying dues for the right to do it. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they're paying into this league for the right to just wreck each other. <laughs> but heat of the game, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want to win. But yes, especially after everything that's happened. No need to dwell on it. We all know what we're talking about. The league just wants to be a league again. So many cities that hasn't been the case. They haven't even been able to come back. So we're just trying to make the absolute best of that situation.
2: Yeah, I I imagine it's going to be like that unless after the first two bouts it's one on one, and then when there's a rubber match, it, it'll be a, it
1: might be a little bit fiercer for the
2: third. It'll be then. intense.
4: <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, I'm excited. I I, and I hope our listeners are too. This sounds uh, really exciting, really badass. It's at Riverworks. How much are tickets?
4: 15, I think and 20 for first row, unless that's changed. But that's how it's been the last couple of years.
1: That sounds like a discount for a, a damn good time.
4: Yeah, there's also VIP tables you can get, um, which is a great deal because um, you know there's a minimum, so you're basically paying the same price as a first row ticket. Um, you get a great seat, beautiful view of the whole track, um, and you also have a private server, so you can you don't have to get up and miss any of the game. You can have have your drinks and your food delivered right to you.
2: Ooh, la la, <laughs> I feel like Mister Rockefeller. Yeah, <laughs> and and kids five and under are only five bucks.
4: Right. Yep.
2: Sweet. All right. and, so, it's,
4: and it's fun for kids, too. My kids right. come.
2: So, uh, Ree and I will be chalking our ideas to see that we're, we were born in
4: 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Better shave that beard. <laughs> Hide the mustache. Right. He's got a condition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm,
2: I'm Benjamin Button. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, where do you get your tickets? Is it at the door, online,
4: both? Get them online. You can also get them at the door, yep. Badass. Yep.
1: All right, Coach Couch. Rex Kitten. Thanks for joining us at the Snake Pit. Where can we find you guys on social media at all or is it just where where can we find the roller derby, you guys, whatever?
4: QCRD.net. Uh, we're also on Facebook um, and for anybody interested in re- being recruited and learning more and learning how to skate or learning how to ref, it's intake at QCRG.net.
1: Badass. Yeah. All right, thanks guys.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you.